0: If you would, turn with me to Luke, the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 11. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 11. Interesting, our puppet's name is uh, Flame on this day where we celebrate the flame of God, the flame of love who is the Holy Spirit. Again, this is Pentecost Sunday. And roughly, the church celebrates its own birthday today at about 1,988 years of being in existence. One church. One church. Jesus only has one body. And there is unity in this body, although there is much diversity. And I love that diversity. And God loves that diversity. I've seen it firsthand around the world, as some of you have. And um, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Notice these words here this morning from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 11. And we're going to pick up reading right after Jesus teaches them how to pray. They say to him, Lord, teach us to pray. And he gives the Lord's Prayer, the greatest prayer ever prayed, which we'll be praying shortly. We're going to pick up in verse 5. What father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will instead of a fish give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Let us pray. Jesus, thank you for your... Mighty, marvelous word. May it be for us this morning, we pray, in Jesus' name, amen. What do we have when we have the Holy Spirit? We have everything. No matter your circumstance in life, no matter what you think you have or don't have or wish you had... ...when you have the Holy Spirit... ...you have everything that God wants to give you. But here's the issue we face, and I'll, get, I'll cut to the chase. When we are born again, we have all of the Holy Spirit. God doesn't give us a quarter of the Holy Spirit... He doesn't give us half of His Spirit or withhold His Spirit, but He gives us all of Himself. But because our sin is so deep and ingrained in us, He doesn't have all of us. We mustn't remain in that state. ...in that state between Easter and Pentecost... ...where we know He is resurrected. We understand that He's alive. But we have not yet received the promise of the Father... ...who is the Holy Spirit. Many Christians, in quotations, around the world... ...live... In this continual state of having their sins forgiven, but no power to live out the good news. They are Christian by name, yes. But their heart has not become Christian because they have been forgiven, yes, but not filled with the Holy Spirit. God is not withholding. It's not on God's end. It is on our end. We are made, we were made to be filled with God's Spirit. In other words, we were made to go all the way in the promised land and not stop short of the Jordan. We are to go in without doubting, not looking back, not wishing we were still in Egypt. But many... ...many, many, the majority maybe, of Christians in North America in particular... ...are caught in a state where they are going back and forth... ...between belief in Jesus, no power. We believe He's resurrected, can't follow His way. So we just do our best. This is a lie from the enemy. This is not the truth we are to live into... We need to be filled with God's Spirit. We need God to rend the heavens and come down, and He will, if we will ask, we are told. We need to give all to the Holy Spirit. You see, the rest of the Gospel is the best of the Gospel. And the rest of the Gospel is being filled with God's Spirit. Not just continually offering up our forgiveness for what we've done with no power. No reason to change. Any more than someone that stands today before a judge and he says, you're free to go, doesn't mean their heart has been changed. We need, I need a heart change. Something only that God can do. Not just the forgiveness of sins. That's the beginning. But instead, power from on high. Isn't this what they waited for? Is it worth waiting for? I mean this. Ask and keep asking until you know that you have received power from on high. When I was 17 years old, that song that we sang a moment ago meant a whole lot to me, refiner's fire. Justin can attest to this. It was just he and I in the upstairs. I had one room, he had the other. And every night, the nights that I would do my homework, and the nights that I wouldn't, I would listen to this Winds of Worship CD. That was back, you know, when we listened to CDs, yes. And I'd plug this thing in and listen in particular to that song ...Refiner's Fire. Speaking about God making us holy. And it was because of Brandon Watson that I did so. You know him, missionary to Mexico... ...that's been here with us several times. God had radically transformed his life. He had been filled with the Spirit. I knew he wasn't the same guy. Yeah, he had believed in Jesus all of his life. But now... He had power from on high because He gave up His life. He was no longer clenching the fists, but rather, as our psalm said today, you open your hand and they are filled with good things. The reason we are not filled is because we have closed hands and closed hearts and closed minds. But He can transform our mind. He can give desire where there is no desire. Where there's a desert, He can run a stream. He can bring water from a rock. And He can in our life. Position matters. Yesterday, I was uh, hurriedly trying to get something accomplished. And I pulled up to this And I was a little late in stopping, honestly. And I kind of went across the line. You ever done that before? So I'm across the line, you know, in this big truck of mine. And I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and and the light is just still red. It's as red as all these balloons. It's not turning green. It's not turning yellow. I get a turn signal. Other people go, it should be my turn. Nothing. I'm like, what is going on here? This light must be broken. But then I realize the magnetic strips can't pick me up because I'm actually beyond the line. I'm in a position where I'm simply stopped at a red light. You ever felt like that in your Christian life? You ever felt like that in your own life? Any point in your life, you are just stalled out? You just had a red light and nothing's turning green for you. Nothing's saying to go. There's no way to go forward. And so, you have to go back. You have to go back. If you're on your way back to Egypt, turn around. If you're stuck at the stoplight, you've got to back up to where you're in the right position. ...to get hit by the train of holiness... ...the way I like to talk about it. I like to think of God's grace as a train. And it's running all the time. But we're too scared to get on the tracks. We're not willing to step out in faith and wait. And just as I waited and waited there... ...I had to back up and then it recognized me... ...and I got a green light to go. What is our position... Our position must be one of open hands. Not holding on to our life, but releasing our life to God. That is the only way to be filled with God. With His Spirit. His holy and holifying Spirit. Our posture matters. Our position matters. Our heart matters to God. So today, a wind... Today, tongues of fire. Today, the Tower of Babel is reversed. God's Spirit is poured out to all people, no matter. One of the the greatest gifts I uh, ever received was, was a total surprise, and it was a shock, really shock and awe and when I say it, I know Justin's wheels are turning already because he knows the exact same present that I'm talking about, and that is the G.I. Joe aircraft carrier. When we walked in on Christmas morning, that was shock and awe to get that thing. I mean, you could literally stand on that aircraft carrier, and in that moment, I knew there was a Santa Claus because my dad would have never bought something like that for us nor would he have put it together. <laughs> but you know, that's really not the best gift I've ever received. One of the best gifts I've ever received is, uh, is my wife, Jessica. Amen. <laughs> and many of you know this. If you know us at all, you'll know that she is one of the best gifts in my life, if not the best gift in my life, from God. She confirms, not Santa Claus, but that there's a God in heaven who wants me to succeed in life. Because without her, I would not. We've been in this church planting of Harvest Point for ten years now. And there's been some very dark moments. There's been a lot of Unknowns. Many of you have walked with us through those times. But nobody knows my heart more than her. And nobody's been there for me more than her. And she's a gift from God. She's a gift from God to me. I don't always treat her like that. I haven't always. But there's no me without her. There's no harvest point without her right now. And it'd be beyond embarrassing embarrassing to share with you how many times she's bailed me out corrected me, challenged me to the soul and encouraged me beyond anybody else's ability. She believes in me. And I need that. And I need her. But you know what? God has given us, all of us, including me, even a better gift than Jessica. If you can believe that. And that is, the God who has transformed Jessica. And she would attest to it, just like I would attest to it in my own life. I am nothing without God. If you see anything that's good in my life, it is God and not my own doing. I am no one. No one. I'm shocked just as much as you are anytime that a sermon does come out good. When somebody says I'm smart, I never pat myself on the back because I'm too surprised. You should have seen my grades in high school. No. Whatever gifts I have, whatever things God has given me, including my precious children, including you, it's a gift. And it's a gift from the greatest gift, the Holy Spirit. He is the one just like the wind that cannot be seen but is transforming the atmosphere of everything. You know, we still don't know how wind works. Like that's one big problem in the computer models that they always get wrong is that one little thing that is a huge determining factor in climate, the wind, the clouds. And guess how the Holy Spirit is pictured in the Old Testament? The cloud by day, the fire by night, the wind blowing through and giving life and breath to all things. Is He to you? Is it blowing through you, His wind? This person should be in us, giving us life. And that life is transferred to others. Thank God for Jessica. Thank God for I could list some of you right now that I would not be where I am now if it weren't for you. We have that kind of impact on each other because of the Holy Spirit. It's not our own conjuring power. It's His power. It's power from on high. He made us like this. <laughs> so let's not let neglect to gather up together, to really pray together. To allow God's spirit to breathe among us. 10 years now and we still need his breath more than when we started. I need Jessica more than when I married her 13 years ago. I need her more. I need him more. Without the Spirit, there's chaos. Without the Spirit, there is lost. Without the Spirit, there's a valley of dry bones. Without the Spirit, there is confusion and a host of other evils. We need to be filled with God's Spirit. The same one that hovered over the face of the deep when we have the Spirit, we have everything. We have everything. Just like in our Scripture reading today from Jesus Himself. You almost get the sense that you can ask whatever you want. Well, I need to escalate. XL, of course, because I have so many kids. I need a bigger house. I need a vacation home. So I ask and I get those things right. Notice what Jesus says. At the very end, He says How much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? Not all of us are going to drive an Escalade. Not all of us are going to live in a big house. That's all right. But all of us must be filled with God's Spirit, it is the one gift that He gives. And He wants to give, and He's so eager to give today. And if you do not have God's Spirit living in you, it is not God's fault, but your own. You say, well, well, why am I not filled with God's Spirit? Let me give you four quick things. Maybe it's because you don't fully understand your need for God's Spirit. You think you can handle it. And I really believe... I really in, in this area I, you know we've lived here for now for 10 years. In this area it's an overwhelming sense of money can do it all. Money can purchase it all. But I guarantee you this from personal experience from watching it happen it won't create a marriage. It won't make love. You can make as much money in the whole world and it won't make a good house and a good home for your kids. No, we need to see our true state. Jesus even says here, if you then who are evil... Are you able to say that? About yourself? Have you seen that evil that lurks behind? Just like Cain found out. Remember, crouching at the door. But God will give us the power over it. But we don't want that power. Number two, maybe we have wrong motives... Just like the people who came to Paul and said, hey, give us this power. Give us this spirit you speak of. We want to make some money on telling the future. No. If you want the Holy Spirit so people will look at you, God help us. The Holy Spirit will not be used by anyone for personal gain. God forbid it. I really believe that's what blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is all about. Thirdly, I don't think we ask sincerely. We're only asking because we're caught in a pickle. Because we're in an emergency. Oh Lord, we need you, we need you, we need you. He's not going to give His precious gift to be thrown to the pigs. No, we ask and we will be answered when we search with all of our heart. Not just in emergencies. It's not a husband coming back crying and asking forgiveness because he's in an emergency. No, it must be from the heart, the whole heart, and nothing but the heart. You're not asking God just to come bail you out, but to live there eternally without rival, no rival. Fourth, maybe we don't ask. (laughs) Maybe we don't ask in faith. Maybe it's just as simple as asking and we don't. We try to figure it out every other way. We try to do every other thing. And we never ask for God's Spirit. God's power to overcome sin. Maybe because we're too comfortable in it. I don't know why. We just don't. You say, well how then, what's the protocol for being filled with the Spirit? It's very simple. Jesus already told us. You just ask. You ask, not me. I've been asking already that God fill you with His Spirit, that He fill me with His Spirit. I've been asking that since we started. Before, when God gave me the original vision for this church, I was asking for people to be filled with the Spirit of God for there's nothing like walking in the Spirit, living in the Spirit, bearing fruit in the Spirit. But you have to ask. You have to go to God. So why celebrate Pentecost today with us? Because the Spirit is the hovering wind that forms the formlessness, fills the void and brightens the darkness because the spirit is the breath that gives Adam life, mankind, because the Lord comes into the garden in the spirit of the day to breathe out judgment to Adam and Eve, because the spirit strives with flesh, because the spirit equips us. Because the Spirit blows back the waters of the flood and the waters of the Red Sea and the nations of Canaan for us. Because the Spirit is the armor of Othniel, Gideon, Jephthah, Samson, Saul, David, and of Jesus. Because the Spirit was not taken from David. Because the Spirit filled Solomon's temple so that the priest couldn't even stand up. Because the Spirit of Elijah came upon Elisha and lifted Ezekiel to carry him to the temple in Jerusalem. Because the Spirit renews the face of the ground and makes dry bones live. Because God has put His Spirit in us so that we can walk in His statutes, His commandments, and His laws. Because the Spirit descends like a dove and is the finger of God that casts out demons. Because the Spirit brings good news to the poor. Because the Spirit enables sons and daughters to prophesy, to see visions and dream dreams. Because it is by one Spirit that we have access to the one Father. Because the law of the Spirit of life has set us free from the law of sin and death. Because we are baptized and sealed by one Spirit into one body to produce His fruits. Because the seven Spirits in Revelation are the eyes of the Lord that range to and fro throughout the earth because the Spirit and the Bride say, Come, Lord Jesus. And we celebrate today, lastly, as Peter Lightheart says here, lest we grieve the Spirit. Do not grieve God's Spirit. His greatest gift to us. Through the cross and the resurrection, He then sends His greatest gift, according to Jesus, who is the Holy Spirit. Receive Him. Receive Him today. Ask to be filled with God's Spirit. Amen.